Welcome to the Efficient Practice Podcast. If you want increased productivity, profitability, and a better quality of life, this show is for you. And now your host, Dr. Evelyn Samuel. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Efficient Practice Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Evelyn Samuel, and I am super excited about today's episode. Boy, have I got a treat for you. Uh, Today, we're going to be tackling a pretty sensitive topic of of what's been going on lately with the the uh, COVID-19 and and the, the somewhat of the isolation that we've had to do in terms of social distancing, but we have some solutions, which is the good news. And my guest today has a very viable solution, so I can't wait to get into the interview. Um, But before we get started, if you have not done so, please join our free Facebook group. It's called The Efficient Practice. There are many dentists and other business owners who are in there all working together to to make our practices and our businesses run better. That's really important at this time. Uh, so if you have not, please do so. And also, if you haven't, please subscribe to rate and review the show, The Efficient Practice Podcast. We're on iTunes and all the other uh, podcast mediums, and we'd love to have your input because that helps us to put more information out there that is beneficial for you, the dental practice owner and the small business owner as well. So without further ado, I'd like to announce our very esteemed guest for today. On the show today, we have Dr. Mark Causey. Welcome to the show, Dr. Causey. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad you could be here. Uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about Dr. Kazi, and then we're going to jump right in and talk about the exciting things that he's doing right now to help our community uh, with all the things that are going on. So Dr. Mark Kazi is a board-certified orthodontist from Gainesville, Georgia, and he currently owns two practices throughout North uh, Georgia. He's married to his wife of 13 years and they have three children. Uh, he received his dental degree from the Medical College of Georgia uh, School of Dentistry in 2010 and then he finished his orthodontic program and received his certificate from the Medical College of Georgia Department of Orthodontics in 2012. Now, Dr. Causey has a, a, an enormous amount of accolades. Um, I, I won't get into that now. I'm gonna post that in the show notes, but he has a lot of accolades. He's a member of the faculty of Augusta University School of Dental Medicine. Uh, he's also written many publications and done, uh, has done a lot of research for uh, dentistry. And he happens to be an Atlanta Falcons dentist, uh, orthodontist, or some yeah. somewhat. He's going to so, tell us. Yes, I oversee some of the mouth guards for the Falcons. So, oh, yeah. perfect. All right, good deal. So um, he's just done a lot of great things. And today we're going to be talking about an exciting new uh, development that he has um, worked to help with the shortage of the PPE. So once again, uh, and that's personal protective equipment for those of you who are not uh, in the medical arena. A lot of the listeners are, but if you're not, that's what that stands for. So once again, welcome to the show, Dr. Kazi. Thank you for having me. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I can't wait to talk to you about um, what you're doing and what you've developed. Um, just for the listeners, I was um, on my Facebook page because a lot of us are, are doing the social distancing, so I'm spending more time at home these days. And I was on social media and I saw a post of a video of Dr. Kazi, uh, and it was showing your new, would you call it a prototype or would you, how, how does that work? It, it's just a 3D uh, printed mask framework and just a, maybe a viable solution to take the place of PPE where it's not available. Okay, very good. And I saw that uh, and he was so gracious. I sent him a message. Um, uh, because of some, some uh, personal reasons, I told you my nephew is in the state of Washington where they have a shortage of the PPE. Uh, and he was so gracious, he responded right away, and now he's on the show and he's going to talk to us a little bit about that. Um, but before we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about what got you into dentistry and what has brought you this far? So I, uh, I got into dentistry. My father's a physician. He's a radiologist. And, um, you know, he, I was kind of intrigued by the medical field and started shadowing some physicians and also dentists and, and really liked dentistry. So decided to apply to dental school. And that's how I started in dentistry. And then I actually thought I was going to go into endodontic residency, had a, a couple of papers published in that, and then swayed me away. I love children and I love, uh, love uh, being on the go and moving around in the office. So orthodontics seemed like the perfect fit. So that's how I ended up in orthodontics. Oh, cool. Or orthodontics uh, is, is a good field. All of our patients love the orthodontist. <laughs> for the most part. For the, for the most yeah. part. <laughs> well, they always say they don't have to get that dreaded S word at the orth orthodontist. Yeah, right? yeah, we try to keep that away from them. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. And so, like you so. said, you have um, developed uh, a new mask for uh, to help with the situation in terms of if, if uh, medical facilities or medical uh, practitioners are short on the protective personal protective equipment. Can you tell us a little bit about how your mask came about? Okay, well, I was noticing over the last month in Europe, uh, people were posting files, 3D files of masks, and some of them were novelties, and some of them were actual masks people were trying to use, and so I noticed these designs and kind of stuck it in the back of my mind, and a week or so ago, my wife had mentioned that there was a community outreach where uh, people were sewing masks for the hospital, and I, I kind of looked at her and said, are you kidding me? They're sewing masks. And as we know, cloth masks are pretty much uh, irrelevant except for splatter. So they're not really protecting, especially against COVID-19. So I went back to the office last week, early last week, and started working on a design, trying to modify previous designs that I had seen on the internet. And I got together with my lab technician. We 3D print quite a bit as an orthodontist. We have five printers and also talked to a friend who's an engineer at Georgia Tech. He teaches there. And we came up with a solution um, and to solve some problems. One is the mask has to fit, so the framework was there for that. But more importantly, it needed a good filter. And so HEPA filtration is the best filtration on the market that we could find. But the downfall is pressure drop and moving air across those filters. Um, so we designed the actual uh, form based on what we say in the South is a mason jar. So we, uh, we thought of a mason jar and everybody's seen their mother or grandmother put a rubber band around a mason jar as a lid uh, with, with some sort of cellophane. So we thought, wow, that would be an efficient way if we could come up with a one piece simple design where we could 
3D print the, the actual framework and then get HEPA filters from the hardware store and use a rubber band. And then as dentists, we could have the third component, which is border molding or sealing the mask to the face. So we thought we could play a role in that sense. And we've been able to do that in our community. So that's how the whole concept and movement came about. That's interesting. I'm, I'm from the South. I'm from Alabama. So I know all about the, the mason jars and, and, and yeah. so forth. So, wow, what a, what a good link. Yeah, that's yeah. a good link. So you were talking about the, the, HEPA, the HEPA filters. Now, how, how, how do you find that or, or how did you come up with the, the HEPA filters? So I, uh, I speak for 3M, so I had access to talk to people about filters and that sort of thing and did a little research on my own. N95 masks essentially filter 95% of particles, uh, 0.3 microns to 0.7 microns. So it's not necessarily the most efficient material on the market for filtration. It's just what's available there. So I looked and researched and found that HEPA filters filter 99.97% of particles, and they do it at 0.3 microns, and some people claim sub 0.1 even. So it's a much more efficient filtration medium, but it's also harder to move air across, and that's where we got to the surface area. So I was able to research, and getting back to that, it's available at most hardware stores. So I drove down to the hardware store. I found a shop vac and took uh, the filter, took the filter part, cut it, and then was able to string it out across the counter and I can get 23 masks out of one shop vac. And it's important to note it must be true HEPA material. So um, a lot of companies can claim that they have HEPA type material, but it needs to be HEPA rated. And that's how it came about. And you can see the directions on the website firedbycorona.com of how we came about that. So there's instructions on how to put it together. Okay, I like that name, Fired by Corona. <laughs> yeah, we're all fired. Yeah, that's what I said. As dentists right now, we're all fired in Corona. Yes, we are. Corona's yes, we are. to blame for it right now. <laughs> corona so, is. It, yeah. it is definitely uh, making a, a stir in our, our, you know, in, in dentistry and in our communities. Of course, um, some dentists aren't, we're, we're only doing emergency procedures at this point. Absolutely. I, and even with that, we need to have the right equipment and, and things yes. to protect us and our patients as well while we're doing those things. That's so. important. Yeah, because we actually made them for ourselves first for the emergency patients. And when I do fit a physician or a healthcare provider, I actually wear that mask because most of them have been exposed at some point to this virus. So that's an important point to make. Okay, and so you said that you can print up to was it was it twenty three masks at a twenty three? Uh, well, we can get twenty three masks out of the uh, HEPA filter. The HEPA um, filter. Now, printing is a little bit different. There are different printing techniques. One is FDM, and I'm very familiar since I have different printers, and that's called fusion deposition printing. And that's where the kids have the craft printers at home, and there are different materials such as SLA and ABS. And it takes about six hours to print one mask, believe it or not. And then we have the projector print, uh, printers, uh, such as SLA, and I'm able to print a mask in about two hours on my Jewel uh, 3D2. And that's where I started was on that, making, making some prototypes and, and going from there. So uh, different materials, different times. And I've partnered with a lab, specialty laboratories in Cumming, Georgia, and we can print about 75 to 100 a day right now. So oh, we've been producing the last few days. So amazing. significant amount. That's, yep. that's amazing. So you said uh, 75 or so a day with you, and you have the instructions on your site, like you said, so that 
you said, a lot of kids, like you said, will have these printers at home. And I think that on your site too, you say that, you know, they could possibly print them out and then take them to a, a dentist to help them to form fit them for the healthcare provider. So the material in that case, what kind of material are they using if they're at home? If they're at home, they have a material called PLA or ABS, and these are both just come on a reel, a spool, and they're using the fusion deposition printers. And we've actually had schools uh, pair up. So we had the STEM program at a local high school uh, pair up and get us masks and it's being shared. On the website, uh, as of this morning, the website went up this weekend, 2,500 people had downloaded the file. So that tells you how many people are utilizing this and actually printing. So if each one of those people did two masks, that means we've made a difference and produced 5,000 masks, not including what dentists and orthodontists are doing right now as well, trying to mass produce these for healthcare workers. That's amazing. That's, that's absolutely making a difference. So that's, that's no. wonderful. So, so when you all are making these masks, how are you getting them to, are you, how are you getting them to different facilities or different healthcare sites? So we posted, and now that the word is out on my Facebook site, um, I've had them reach out to me, also paired with the Georgia Dental Association of our state, to get a list of dentists that would be willing to fit and receive these masks in drop boxes. Uh, so we listed that on the website as well. And one important point about these masks, as we have a shortage, a hospital, if they have a thousand employees and they're going through five masks per day, which right now they're rationing, they're telling them to use the same mask, mm -hmm. then you're talking about 5,000 N95 masks, which they'll run out soon. This mask can be sterilized, well, I shouldn't say sterilized, disinfected by soaking in an alcohol or wiping it down with cavi wipes or hydrogen peroxide and the actual filter can be replaced. So you actually take the filter off and put the rubber band back around there. So that's an important point as well. You know, that was gonna actually be my next question is if they were reusable, if you had to discard them after use, so you can reuse them as long as you're disinfecting them. with Yes, soaking them in alcohol or peroxide and, and reusing them. Um, if, if we actually had one dentist who printed one on SLA with resin and ran his through the autoclave, so it withstood the 250 degrees. Now that's not the case with the fusion deposition printers because they extrude at about 200 degrees. So at 200 degrees, they'll start to melt. So okay. you can't put those through the autoclave and that's another important point. Okay, okay, good to know, good to know. So let's see here. So, um. In terms of the, the seal, because I know how important the seal is and when, you're, when you're having any kind of mask on your face, uh, mm -hmm. because you don't want any air escaping, you don't want anything getting in. Uh, how are you creating that seal? I, I've looked on your page, but for those who are listening, how are you creating the, the seal to protect? So, uh, so we've been using either polyvinyl saloxane, like we did to border mold custom denture trays, or also the actual putty, the PVS putty. And so we've played with both techniques. It's important because you need to put the adhesive around the rim of the, the mask and then form it. I've actually found that the putty is a little more effective. It's a little harder to work with, but it gives a little more cushion and a little better seal. Uh, the heavy body is a little stiff, so the putty gives a little more flexibility in that sense. So that's how we've been forming the seal. And as dentists, we all know how to do that. We're really good at it. I told somebody, I said, if we can get the other parts down, I know that if I can get a, a mandibular denture to fit on the lower, at least stay in a little bit, I can surely form one of these masks to someone's face. And that's how we, 
we came about that. And there's been improvements. We're actually working on a silicon seal right now uh, with a track that could be inserted into it so that you wouldn't necessarily have to go to the dentist to get that seal. So that's the next step. And I've been working with uh, Mercer University and also Georgia Tech is on board and there's some other, other schools that are helping out as well. That's wonderful. Yes, our, our border molding has come to uh, good use now, huh? <laughs> I, I haven't done, I've scanned now for the last five years, so I had to call a friend and I got the rep to donate the material and uh, just squeezing that gun brought back some memories <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> did, did it take you back to your, your dental I had days? I had some, uh, yes, yeah, some, some uh, bad flashes through my mind there. I remember those days in the lab for sure. Absolutely. Uh, did you ever have to do rubber base? Do you remember? Uh, no, I didn't use much rubber base. So no, I, I didn't have to deal with that. So luckily, yeah. That was even worse. But yeah, the PBS, it brings back a lot of, a, a lot of yeah. memories in terms yeah. of, yeah. So, so for those of you who, who are, are not in the dental field, a lot of the listeners are, but uh, as, as Dr. Um, Kazi was saying, we use a technique called border molding and we put the, the material around the, the border of a, a denture patient's uh, denture as we're fabricating it and we have them to make a lot of movements so that we can get a proper seal. So this technique is being used with the mask as well to form fit that mask to the to the user's face so that, so that it is secure and it's protective to the person who's using it. So yeah, sure. that, that that's a pretty amazing uh, thing that you're doing there as well. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So um, how do you put it on? So do you have regular loops for the ears or, or how, how are they? Well, we, we found uh, elastic straps from Joann's and little parachute clips that, that we put it on with. And I've had a lot of people tell me they've just used the elastic band and then tied it really tight and stretched it over their face. And I actually have an example here. I didn't bring the one with the strap. But if you can see, here's the 3D printed framework and the rubber band with the filter around it. And then you would border mold around the edge. This mask actually went to the hospital in Savannah yesterday and was fit tested in the, in the lab with the sense that they spray in the hood and it passed fit testing. So no molecules were getting through, which was a huge step. Not only did it fit, uh, pass fit testing with the seal, it passed it without the seal as well. So which was pretty amazing. And you can see how well it contours the face. I'll put it on and you can see that you can actually move air through this filter, but the seal really is a big important, uh, an important part in my, my mind to keep, keep, keep air from moving around the nose. Wow. Well, that's wonderful. They did the test and it, it passed the test. It did pass. Yes. It's posted, uh, it's posted on the website as well. So firedbycorona.com, you'll see that it's posted. The fit test is actually on there and you can watch it. So. Oh, great. Great. I'll take a look at that. And, mm -hmm. and, and like we were saying, and I think on your site, it says as well, that these are not necessarily FDA approved now, but they are definitely better than some of the things that we've been hearing. We've been hearing people who are wearing bandanas. I mean, they're doing whatever they have to do, but this is definitely a viable solution. Uh, and no, no doubt, and it's, you know, it's kind of a sad state that our healthcare community is put in a position where they don't have the proper equipment. So CDC actually posted guidelines that in the event that you're short on proper equipment, you're able to make your own mask. And that's where communities have been sewing and using bandanas. So I want to emphasize this is only for use in desperate measures where there's no other PPE there. And we state that clearly on the website as well. Um, because if you do have the right PPE, this is just a solution. And in theory, it's a good solution if it seals the face and you have the right filtration medium. So 
Um, it has good theory behind it, but um, no FDA clearance by any means. Yeah, but you're right. If it's filtering at that, that HEPA filter is filtering that at that high of a percentage, yes. then it's definitely a viable solution. And, and I'll share my story. Like I said, when I contacted you, I have a nephew who works in the state of Washington and he has, uh, he works at two hospitals in the state of Washington. And we've been communicating frequently since this has all been going on. He's told me about how they are having to literally ration out PPE. So, so yeah, we, we've, we've kind of talked about that via chat and, and this yeah, is wonderful. It's, it's sad. I actually mailed, I think, seven masks to an anesthesiology group in Tennessee. Um, they called me yesterday and, um, you know, they're the ones intubating these patients. So they're in close contact with these patients. And this one that I spoke to had two N95 masks left. So I overnighted him and he was getting the filters and he was so grateful that he was able to get them. And I've heard stories out of New York where they actually don't have gloves or they don't have N95 masks. And people have actually been using trash bags and things as gowns. So it's a very sad state. And so maybe if we could just help one person, I said, it would be worth the movement to try to help them. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you're a dentist who's listening and you're, you're not uh, working uh, in your practice right now, because a, a lot of us are not, we're only doing emergency procedures, but if you have extra gloves or things of that sort, you can also donate those to hospitals where people are, are you know, in emergency rooms and they may not have the proper equipment. So that's, that's also something you can do to your, uh, for your local hospital or in healthcare facilities as well. So uh, in terms of, you, you mentioned that you overnighted some to Tennessee. Is there any way, how, how can people get in touch with you? Like if they're uh, at hospitals that are away and they might want to, you know. Well, I've sent, you know, they can go to the website and they can reach, they can reach uh, me via email through there, or you can reach me on my email through my office and ask questions. But it's very difficult to keep up with the demand, as you know, with our mm -hmm. communities, we're, we're dispersing them throughout there. And that's where we're asking for help outside to say, all right, here's how to do it. And then also our dentist friends to say, hey, right now, this is what's called a stopgap. It's just a solution, temporary solution, until we have other solutions coming our way. And hopefully we can hold over healthcare workers until they can get that proper equipment. Um, so hopefully we can provide that stopgap because we're idle. And also kids are at home so they can print, print these masks. And that was my point. So we have drop boxes where they can help us as well get some some volume going. Okay, and so that will be on your website as well, like kids in uh, different states. Uh, well, I have the ones in our state right now, oh. so we don't have a, a nationwide. Now, obviously, people are downloading these files all over the country. And I had a, a dentist in New York reach out to me, and he actually was dropping off printed uh, printed mask and PVC putty, PV, PBS. Forgive me, PVS putty at the hospital with instructions on how to mold these. And I know they were grateful as well. So, um, you know, because they wouldn't let him in the hospital even. There's so many people that, that are infected right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Okay, mm -hmm. so for, for people who are interested in helping, they can go to your site and it's called firedbycorona.com. Yes, Yes. absolutely. Firedbycorona.com. Okay, is there anything else that you would like to share with us about the mask or any, uh, anything else about, you know, your experience during this time? Or Yeah, you know, I just want to spread a message of positivity. That's what I want right now. When you turn on the media, it's negative. And for good reason, there's a lot of negative uh, publicity out there. 
And regardless of the mask type or anything, everybody's reaching out, I've seen different types. And I saw someone in Billings, Montana was doing it, CNN had covered it. And kudos to them, they have a great design. You know, there are many different designs, regardless of who's doing it, we're all working together in this to get something done. And I think it shows America, you know, we can, we can be innovative. We can come together. We're a very strong population and we all need to pull together there during this time. And I think dentists can really help out the, the medical community, at least if we can hold them over for a little bit. So I just want to spread love and, and spread, spread some positivity during this time. So that's, that's what I'd like to share. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Kazi. You are definitely doing your part to spread love uh, and to help our community. We thank you so much for what you're doing. I, I think it's, it's amazing how you're taking your talents um, and you're, you're doing something to help make a difference. Uh, I'd like to reiterate what you said. As Americans, we always come together. And these times are challenging. They're unprecedented. We, you know, we've, we've never ventured into this before, but we always bounce back and we always come together as a community. And we will come back this time and, and we will be stronger and we will be better. So um, it, 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 it's amazing because it, it makes you think how, even in this time of uncertainty, how it, it helps you to appreciate what's important. Like I said, the kids are out of school, so I think about that, and, you know, it's time where we're forced to slow down a bit uh, and appreciate what's important, like our families and the connections that we're making with other people. So um, we will be stronger, and, and we will we'll come over out of this like we do everything else. And so thank you once again so much for, for your part in what you're doing. We really appreciate Well, thank you. Thank you, and God bless. God bless. Yep. All right. So this concludes another episode of the Efficient Practice Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like more information on how you can help uh, with uh, Dr. Causey's mask or how you can help to, to just contribute to, to helping the cause, you can go to his site, which is firedbycorona.com. Again, that's firedbycorona.com. Uh, and if you have not, you can join our free Facebook group. It is a group where we have dentists and other professionals who have businesses where they are, um, they may have an efficient practice, such as a medical or dental practice, or they may be using efficient practices to help their businesses run better. Uh, at this time, we all are in there, we're sharing and we're helping each other. Uh, so please feel free to join our free Facebook group and also subscribe to rate and review the show. It's called The Efficient Practice. It's on iTunes and some of the other podcast mediums as well. So until the next time, take care and be well. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks to you once again, Dr. Kazi, for being here. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Efficient Practice Podcast with Dr. Evelyn Samuel.